Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, that's a little bit wayward. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, that's much uh, better. There you go. Still a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Still officially a bloke after that. Well, Just about. it depends when he starts recording. If he started mm. after that first one. Right. One for the weekend. This is the last one for the weekend. It doesn't mean it's the last weekend ever. Yeah. It's just the last one for the weekend podcast brought to you by family. Are you excited about that or are you... What, I mean... Well, that's a good question, actually. Just generally, like, with the season slowly coming to an end. Well, not mm. slowly. It's just the same time as, as ever. How do you generally feel? Are you looking? Are you footballed out? I am footballed out. Are you? To be honest, yeah. It's not been a great season, has it? I mean, you know, you, you've had a good one with Tottenham. Yeah, but, but even I'm footballed out. Generally, it's like Chelsea have just sort of soared away with it, and they've given us a little dramatic wobble at the end, <laughs> nice. just to make us think something's amiss. So, no, I'm pretty much done. After all the excitement of last year of Leicester winning it, sorry, that's okay. Um, it's it's not been a classic. Um, maybe we all need a bit of a break, recharge the batteries, and then come back. We next go again. Be we much go better. again. Ian McIntosh, yeah. everybody. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Ian McIntosh, back by popular demand. Uh, you, you, you threatened to look at the comments, and the comments were good. I think people were happy with you. Did oh, you not? No. Well, yeah. Just say no. Well, the feedback yeah, was strong. Oh. You, you were welcome. Thanks for getting online, Mum. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> she's done it again for you. So, fan league. Uh, uh, sponsor this one, this podcast, and it's the last uh, time that we're going to be doing it for now. Yeah. If you've enjoyed it so far, us previewing the games and all those bits and pieces, then let us know in the comments below if you've enjoyed it and why. And then, you know, you never know, we might come back next season. Once we've had a break, we go again. Yeah, I mean, the four, I'm not thinking about next season. You know. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm footballed out. I, I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm to the brim with, <laughs> with football. football. If, um, if you lean left or right, there's yeah. football spills. Spills, a little bit of football spills over. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I'm drowning. Right. Drowning in it. So you're not, what about the, the general... Glow of a decent season as well. Are you enjoying that? Had enough of it? No, done. Too long. Done. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm so like, you just don't feel comfortable. It's great. With that uh, you know what? Look, the, the White Hart Lane. Say, seeing off White Hart Lane on Sunday, that was the line under it. I don't need two more games of football now. Yeah. That was the end. So not excited about the whole City away game this weekend. Uh, no. <laughs> You'd forgotten there for a second that there yeah. was a game this week. Yeah, I thought you were going to say I, I thought you were going to say sort of Hull versus some other team, but yeah, yeah no, we are playing. You, yeah. yeah, we're playing Leicester this evening. Don't feel anything. <laughs> really, literally nothing at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, lots to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> previewing all the action of the final uh, game of the season. Just to say, actually, we're doing a watch along on the Bull Street Channel. So if you're not a subscriber of Bull Street Channel, head over there on Sunday. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> so you know, if it's enthusiasm hasn't rubbed off on you yet mm. join us for that because that's just three hours of that's going to be an absolute joy um fan league is an app that's uh, it's a bit like the pools isn't it it's mm. bit, so you've got 13 games you've got to pick who's who's won the game if you can get all 13 right there are epic prizes to be won there's a beta version of this app available right now if you want to play along with us um we've been doing it for a good few weeks now but if you want to play along you can do it on that beta app the link is in the description the main app comes out in august so yeah, that's all that. I am terrible at it. Oh, not last week. Well, you week, say though. that, yeah. Flav. You say that, but that's not true because Look, you won last week. A clock is always right twice a day or something along yeah, those lines. <laughs> always ticks the boat. So you'd have won a bit of money for that. Um, yeah, go on. Eleven. Yeah, eleven out of thirteen. Garrett, well done, mate. Garrett, also joint leader this week. Um, giving the fans' perspective on predictions. Don't know what that means. But, yeah, he got 11 out of 13 as well. He's had two strong weeks. Mm. He's done very well. Um, 
Maybe nine out of thirteen, which I feel is good. Yeah, I feel that's strong. Score. Yeah. That's a decent score. But you know, you've got ten there, so yeah, yeah mid table. Figures, I'll take that. Yeah, take that. that's the aim, isn't it? With this, you've got thirteen to predict. If you can get double figures, you've done well for yourself. If your bankers come in as well, if you, if, if the big teams come in and everyone does as they're supposed to, hmm. and you've gone that way, then exactly that's generally what you're after. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, finishing fourth. Who is going to get that fourth spot? And there's a few bankers, you're speaking of bankers there, there are a few bankers in here, but on the final day, who knows what could happen? Mm. We're going to talk about that possible playoff that could happen for fourth, which if you don't know about, then stick around for that. Very exciting. Uh, we've got some Spanish games, uh, so we can uh, dip into Flav's wealth of La Liga knowledge and my own. <laughs> Because we give our predictions the Not very much at all. Great. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our seasons learning. So what have we learned from the 2016-17 season? Our end of season awards. I've got a few that we're going to go through as well. And a bumper soldiers lost in battle. A lot of soldiers lost in battle this week. So we're going to talk about that. As Good well. stuff. Right. So let's uh, let's kick off with the big ones. The only thing left to talk about. Yeah. In the Premier League. I was this really season. gutted when, when when Hull lost, and it was clear that there would be nothing at stake in terms of rele- relegation in the final day of the season I was a little bit gay um, I was going for Hull you like Hull I do you? where I does do. this come from because the, they, they just this guy it's the British love for an underdog in you yeah, there's that's that what it is. they started the season with only 13 players as we know or a week before and um, they're, they're and, and the, there was nothing down you know supporters don't deserve that they've got a manager who kind of seems to have lost interest in the football club somewhat after he hasn't had his way of changing the name and, and being able to remarket Hull as a football town yeah um, but does, does Swansea supporters not deserve you know, I always find this interesting I think we'll ask this about the Arsenal Liverpool Man City thing who deserves it how <laughs> does that work I like that and, and, and despite the fact that I just said that Alam hasn't there's no interest he's had to pluck a pretty ballsy um, move in, in getting um, Silver over mm. because I'd never heard of him had, what, what was it you were saying about stopped clock earlier <laughs> twice, twice yeah. he's, right. but he's yeah, only maybe. got one so far I, yeah. mean, I, mean, I, I think you're right that was obviously a masterstroke getting him in but the scrapping of concessions on ticket prices has yep. alienated the fans his dad's move to turn it to whole city tigers um, yeah. Was just a disaster. Why did they need to do that? They mm. didn't they, they cause problems by when you don't even need to cause them. Yeah. Um, and a catastrophic preparation for a season. You can't give the rest of the Premier League a head start, mm. particularly yeah. not when you've just come up through the playoffs. Um, yeah, absolutely. The fans don't deserve it. You're right, um, but the the club does. Yeah, the club uh, and, uh, and off they go, and we may never see them again. We won't see them again. Yeah. Really? That'll be it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in a difficult position because they don't actually own their ground. The council owns their ground, so they have to share it with a rugby team which mm. obviously rips the pitch up something chronic and uh, I was there for the whole Swansea game and Marco Silva at the end was saying yeah, this club's got so many problems we can't play proper football on a pitch like this yeah. so if you've got your manager saying like, I, can't, I can't do my job for yeah. 19 of the 38 games yeah, there's there's big big problems there. Well, that was that was how he dodged it, wasn't it? After losing to Palace like that, they were saying, you know, in your future, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, we'll I'll chat with them and tell them what I feel this club needs, and we'll go from there. Yeah. And is he going to get all the things on his list? Probably not. Well, he won't be there. I don't think he'd be there. Yeah, I think he's, he's silly to stay there, isn't he? Because his stock is is high at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Right now, he's the shoe in for any medium sized Premier League job. He's that guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's the Gary Rowe of three months. He'll end up at Watford, or he'll end up at Southampton. Southampton. Uh, both managers seem to be. Uh, he reeks of Southampton, doesn't he? Yeah. He loves Pong of Southampton. <laughs> I mean, he reminds me. Yeah, and this might be kind of very obvious reasons, but he, he reminds me of uh, Pochettino's arrival and how well he did. I mean, he, he managed to. Um, it was a different circumstances with Southampton, but the turnaround was comparable. And, and if the season, if they'd begun the season with Silva based on the results that he achieved after he left, after he arrived, you know they would have been mid-table safely. So, with his limited squad, that that's impressive. And I think he's going to do an amazing job at Southampton if he gets that job. If he gets it, mm. it's a good little microcosm of a, a judgment for a chairman to make on a manager as well because he did have January. And he did. He brought in a lot of guys, and you thought, "Oh God, this this sells a, uh, looks a bit desperate." But actually, a lot of those guys have, have done quite well for him, or mm. have contributed to a point, which is weird to say in a team that's got relegated now. But they they looked completely finished. Yeah. And you, you're so right with, the, with that point. A team that goes up through the playoffs, they're already two three weeks behind the other teams who have already been preparing for three weeks before that because they knew they were going to get automatic promotion. So you're so far behind in trying to bring in new players. To have that and then 
The owners have given the impression that they basically spent the summer waiting to be bought. So, woohoo, Premier League club, here you go. And no one came in, and mm. it was like, oh, crap, now we've got to do something. And they just, they just weren't ready. It was very similar with QPR, because we, uh, we went up and Bria Torre, it still owned part of the club. Yes. And so Warnock's gone up and he goes, you know, I need all the, this, these funds to, to do it. And we bought DJ Campbell, Jay Boffroyd, DJ and Campbell. Danny Gabadon, fr- friend of the show. But, no, Probably not players, what we needed, not at, the what we needed at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it but was it's, the same thing. They were going, well, we want to sell, so why would I, give you, why would I waste any more money on this? Well, plus, it's Neil Warnock. He's standing going, I need all this. And you're like, you're Neil Warnock. I'm not giving you anything. You just come in and be grateful. <laughs> right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go get, go get you know some I mean? Yorkshire scrapping midfielders. Yeah, and just keep like, us up. What, what's he ever going to do, Neil Warnock, at any football club? Like, <gasps> sorry, mate. But I'm telling the truth here, Ian. He's going to get you up, maybe. Well, he's never re- that's, that's the thing that he'll always say, is that I never really got the chance to keep a team up. But you've done a very decent job of uh, Cardiff. Crisis Club Cardiff heading for the third division, mm. and he's um, he stabilised them. I think mm. I, I can see where you come from. He's a manager for a certain level for a certain job. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily have him as a figurehead of your drive from the Championship to the Champions League. Exactly. But again, that's only due to opportunity. No, no, it's no. I think ability. It's really... No, no. But he hasn't had an opportunity. Like, like we we got rid of him. Ability and personality. Okay. <laughs> he's devoid of either at the top level no no he has too much of per- too much personality he's a fantastic bum kicker you want him in to kick bums and sort things out and then you probably you need want a bum to kick um, <laughs> so moving to that the one thing that matters now is, is top four which I actually think is kind of fitting because the whole season this top four phrase has been it's been it's been all everyone has been talking about because you knew you had six massive clubs with Really massive managers hoping to get that top four, seven and two were going to miss out. Seven, if you include Everton as well. I think that became a thing. Yeah, them being top seven because they have yeah, had it. But at the start of the season, the narrative was that there were seven top draw managers in mm. England, and we don't know which one's going to end up top of the pile. But more importantly, I guess because of how good Conte was after losing to Arsenal and changing the system, who was going to finish in that top top four? I mean, I, I don't think there's ever been such a wealth of managerial talent in the Premier League yeah I mean you, you could make the case at the beginning of the season for Leicester regressing you, you could quite easily see Leicester dropping all the way to 7th maybe yeah um, we thought that would be bad at the time um, but it was unthinkable who would finish 6th at that point it was like well Mourinho no surely not it's Manchester United yeah um, so it's been, it's been extraordinary on that yeah Wenger as well we did predict, predict on, on Ball Street. We did a predictor at the start of the season. We said Arsenal would finish sixth, and you can imagine the furore. Yeah. <laughs> they were not, they were happy. not, happy, yeah. not we, happy. That's a comment box I definitely wouldn't have looked. At. <laughs> and generally, when the kind of the form's gone up, you'll hear you'll you'll see a couple of comments yeah. on that video going, "You idiots!" Yeah. And then, it's yeah, been, but it's been, generally, it's been it's actually been disappointing because if they'd finished sort of second or third we probably would have got more comments out of it which yeah. is better for the video Engagement. but uh, unfortunately we know we did get one guy going I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was very angry when you said that Arsenal would finish sixth but now I see the error in my raise and, and, and you, you were right you had someone apologise on the internet yeah it's incredible I've never seen so what's really exciting about this is the fact that if Arsenal draw one all uh, with Everton they've both got home games Liverpool lose 2-0 to Middlesbrough feels slightly far fetched there's a lot of goals from Middlesbrough <laughs> yeah there's a lot of goals uh, and what was that the great stat last time you were on it was against Man City they scored oh, an 8% um, yeah. of their total goals in the game <laughs> against Man City 8.33% of their total goals in one game wow so that would mean that they would both have 75 goals for 44 against both have 31 plus goal difference and both have 73 points which would lead to possibly so this is where it's a bit shady isn't it and the, the Premier League would have to decide if it's going to be two legs or just a straight-out playoff. Yeah. That would be awesome. Though, what would it? you prefer? Oh, yeah, just the one game. Just one. Neutral yeah, stadium, yeah. but maybe an unexpected one, like <laughs> Roots Hall at yeah. South End. Yeah, definitely. Right. Right. Pitch is a contributory factor. Liverpool versus Arsenal at Roots Hall to decide <laughs> who goes to <laughs> the champion. Class. That would be incredible. That would be amazing. Uh, I prefer the playoff one, one game. One I'd game. love to see it. I've never heard, heard of anything like this before, apart from if it's a part of the league structure. Um, and you- it would be an incredible... I, I would... Do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd want Liverpool to win, but I could, could see Arsenal finding a way. I don't trust either club not to win its own bar for to, yeah. not this season. Yeah, true. Um, uh, Liverpool against 
Liverpool against a weaker team already relegated is just one giant banana skin on the halfway line. Um, and and Arsenal, I mean, and Everton are a decent team. They haven't had a great Isn't record against the bigger sides. That always happens, doesn't it? It's a team, they're playing a team who like... So that's where you did, it was uh, the treble season. You're playing Man United away. It's always a team's enemy that's playing the other team and they need the results from <laughs> Right, you know yeah. What I mean? So, yeah, so we had to lose to... Yeah, I swear that happens no, all the time. Arsenal needed Football Tottenham gods. to beat Man United in the fast, last game of the season. They need to win. They won and naturally Spurs lost to Man, Man United. Although we did go 1-0 up, bless Ferdinand. Mm. You did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good finish that, I remember that. Was, yeah. um, and, and so, uh, Everton... I don't know, this feels like a stupid question to ask. Are they going to try? But do you think that does play a factor? It the did. fact that they... Although it's quite a friendly, or is it a friendly? I think it depends on the tone the manager sets. I think there's some clubs where the drinking would probably have already started by now. It depends how tightly Cumans on the back of them. We'll only find out when the game starts. But I would have said at those three fixtures, you'd be looking at, and I'm not a scientist, but about 15, 20% chance of something unexpected happening in all of them, which actually does add up to, well, not that much but there's <laughs> something there well, it just feels like one of those games is going to go a little bit funny so uh, Man City have got uh, Watford away in the other one they just need a point so they, they should be okay that's a tricky one though because now by all accounts you've got a Watford squad who hate manager Alex Baldwin yeah. they absolutely despise working for him and now he's, he's going to go so it could be like the shackles are off and they want to... Did you say Alex Baldwin? That's the one. Uh, Walter <laughs> Matsari. Um, <laughs> Who's Alex Baldwin? It, it does look like Alex Baldwin. Oh, Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Uh, right. Sorry, he yeah. Did, yeah, he does look like Alex Baldwin. He does look like, so like so a lot. Much. I will miss him. Did you see, I saw him the other day screaming at his players, absolutely screaming at them, and there was zero reaction. Like, people are just like... <laughs> okay, okay. Apparently they lost. hate him. Yeah, I, I would hate him. Um... I was going to say I would hate him and then say he doesn't speak English which is you know, not my parameters for hating anybody but he's, uh, <laughs> he's really, he, he, his abilities have, he, I, I think he's actually done a good job with Watford and, and they have this really weird situation there really weird really really weird uh, situation of having replacing their manager season on season yeah. and stability what they actually need do you know what they need stability. although you say that so past three years automatic promotion finished 13th in the league FA Cup semi-finals attained their status for another season which is something they've struggled to do certainly during the Premier League years you could say it's the most successful period of time Watford have had since since the 80s since with Graham Taylor and yeah. all of that yeah I mean, so maybe it works for them well it, it clearly does work for them work. at the moment and they're being pragmatic about it while the, the likes of us can sit there and go well, I've got no identity I don't know what they stand for they're like yeah. we don't care we're Premier in the League Premier League yeah. in yeah. the Premier League year in year out this can't work forever though versus, uh, it feels like they're rolling the dice every season yeah. and it's you know they're on a hot, hot, hot streak yeah uh, and, and that's a hot streak yeah, I mean, for Watford it is. I mean, that's no disrespect to them, but a club of their size to be consistently in the Premier League for, was it three years and this next season will be the fourth? That's pretty good. I mean, with that, you can it's start two, it. Isn't it? Two. Is it? So this will be next year will be the third year. Third, yeah. right. The Marco. tricky thing, though, is like, what kind of manager are they going to attract now? Because Marco Silva, prepared to be proved wrong on this, yeah. but I think he'll look at them and go, nah, nah, that's not what I need. He's, nah. he's done that bit. He's done the quick parachute in, prove yourself in limited... Uh, with limited resources, he doesn't. He doesn't need to go to Watford. Well, Ranieri's the one that's been linked, which seems mad. It doesn't feel like it would work out. No, does I it? I, I just, mean, I don't want Ranieri know. to come back anywhere. Yeah, because then you'll realise that he's he's a bit of a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> because the, and, and, and the, the I league, hate that word. The league, fraud. the league title had nothing to do with him at all. I don't and then Craig Shakespeare was the power behind the <laughs> Craig Shakespeare was probably walking around Philbert Street oh, it's not Philbert Street anymore the King Power <laughs> Stadium right walking around the King Power Stadium going that bloody bastard he's taking all of my all my good work and he's not once said thank you Craig thank you for all the good work yeah. you're doing you're playing a major role in the football club just know you're valued that's why he had to go behind his back and stab him in the back you know what you know who saw it coming Andrea Bocelli you know when he was out there on the pitch singing he sang Ness and Dorma Everyone's like, oh, that's nice because it's a football song. And then he sung Time to Say Goodbye. <laughs> and we all just went, oh, that's yeah. a lovely song. Oh, yeah. ooh, I've got shivers. <laughs> and we didn't realise he was sending his mate a message. Yeah. It was just walk away. Maybe just he was, drop yeah. the mic and walk yeah. away. Well, maybe he was about to go. 
Right, guys, yeah, just wanted to give you, you know, when people, you know, when the artist does a little chat, goes, yeah, this next song is, uh, you know, it's, it's a really important one. It's got a message behind it as well. Maybe he's looking to do that, yeah, yeah. but then Ranieri's gone, come on then, you, you know, you've had your moment. No, no, hang on, I just wanted to explain that. <laughs> Resign! <laughs> Resign! Yeah. Go now! You're going to ruin your legacy! <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe. Imagine, maybe. Imagine if he just walked away at that point and retired from football and gone, there you go, I just won the Premier League with Leicester, beat that. Well, You've got to have some massive balls knowing, to Cantonar it. Do you know what I mean? Knowing when like that. you're done or knowing when or quitting when you're at the top is the hardest thing in the world. Your ego will not allow you to do it. You see it in boxing all of the time. Yeah. The very greatest boxers will live long or, or fight long enough to ruin their legacy. Mm. And luckily, most boxing fans are pragmatic in that and look at it and go, well, we understand why you do it. But it happens over and again, over and over again. So the short answer is no. I don't think Rennie should take Watford job. Okay, yeah. good to know. Uh, when I was looking at our, our slip this this week, it felt like it was Bankersville. There was yeah. just like like there's some obvious ones. So of there? these of those three, those key three, the Man City. Uh, so Watford against Man City, Liverpool against uh, Man, uh, Middlesbrough, sorry, and Arsenal against Everton. Is there an upset in any of those three for you? They feel like nailed Middlesbrough, on back. Middlesbrough depends on, on what they do. If they go out like Ita Karankas Middlesbrough, um, they were a very, very good defensive team. They almost never scored, but by God could they gum up an attack. Yeah. <laughs> if they go out and do that, just out of sheer bloody-mindedness, just yeah. out of Agnew just being a complete bastard and wanting to ruin Liverpool's day, then I think they could do it. But if they go out on the kind of great big show of bravado come on let's do Liverpool at Anfield and give us you know put us in a good mood for the summer they're going to get pumped yeah they will will get pumped yeah Um, so yeah Um, I I, I don't know if you saw at the weekend with uh, the Middlesbrough fans singing I Talk Karanka's name Um, which did you not hear this yeah they were I Talk Karanka and Agnew would just give a kind of knowing smirk um, I'm not sure what he knew maybe these times are done at Borough but it was a weird one because I think they had a very good chance. Of all the teams that were going down, they had a good chance if they were sticking with Karanka. I understand he was a, a, a bad run of games, but he had been defensively solid is the, the building block of staying up in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I can understand sacking him. I just can't under, understand not replacing him properly. Because Wolves did this a few years ago. They yeah. sacked Mick McCarthy and they gave his best mate, Terry Connor, the job. And it's like, well, now you've just got the same voice, basically. Yeah, but with less experience. Yeah. He man. looks so sad <laughs> during that whole, like, such them a, getting relegated. He was just kind of there. Such a lovely bloke. Kind of looking around <laughs> going... He, he works Kevin Doyle what do you want me to do here <laughs> he oh, works with Mick McCarthy now they're both at Ipswich yeah they love together. each other don't they? they're really good mates and it was mm. just like well that's not going to get anywhere and for Middlesbrough to do that having seen it happen already yeah it didn't it didn't look good did it for a while that's, yeah. like, that's like a last throw of the dice but you accidentally just chuck him out the window which <laughs> like, well, I don't know what number yeah. that is now up to you no, absolutely no zero chance of uh, no upsets on those no okay um, let's uh, let's talk Let's try this out, shall we? So, it's going into the last uh, weekend of the season. Yep. I've done my reading. <laughs> and Real Madrid, because it's a bit different up there. Often it's... Real Madrid and Barcelona obviously the top two. Mm. If you knew that, Flav. They're the top two. And it does go down to the last game quite often. It's happened quite a few times. And Atletico Madrid obviously been involved in that at different times. Not this season. Um, Real Madrid have got to beat um, Malaga. Is it away? Okay. Yes. It is. Yeah, Malaga away. Um, and Sorry, they've got to lose and Barcelona have got to win against Ibar. Anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got one thing to say. I, I, I looked at the running order and you put in the fact that Ronaldo had just beaten uh, Jimmy Greaves. Uh, and you know, I, uh, Jimmy Greaves is not well at the moment, and that's really sad. So I don't, I don't really, I don't think we should highlight the fact that Ronaldo is now the best. What a player! In, what a player he was, Greaves. Mm-hmm. What a great record that was, which he's held since 1971. That is incredible. Greaves was an absolutely amazing footballer, and um, you know, Ronaldo probably is well, very much deserving. a pioneer as well. You know, to to do it in England and then go away to Italy and do it there. And then come back. Like he's brilliant with Chelsea, brilliant with Tottenham, brilliant with West Ham. Yeah, complete goal scorer. I was trying to think earlier today about a 
like a contemporary equivalent of Jimmy Greaves. I'm not sure there is one. The closest yeah. you can get is Robbie Fowler, and uh, he could score with his left, score with his right. It's all mm. about just like making that little bit of space and then not bricking it when you got the shot. Well, that's the key of his calmness. The way you, like, he would str- I've watched obviously lots of tapes of him, and he, he would stroke the ball into the net. He would never just think, you know, like. Defoe had blasts it and, and he has a, a supreme level of technique when hitting the mm. ball. A, a Kane, pace. And a bit similar. Kane, yeah, exactly. But, but Greaves, you said just it's a simple deft prod to exactly. the perfect place. And there, uh, he, there was that one when he was playing, I think it was Leicester and Gordon Banks was in goal and the greatest goalkeeper of our time in Britain, certainly. And just walked past him, just fainted and just walked past him. And it was just like that, that was Jimmy Greaves. Um, but you know in the modern era Ronaldo is um, king and um, also just to continue it's worth noting that Greaves did it on pitches that looked like carrot patches and he did it against defenders who would quite happily break his ankle bones Mm. whereas Ronaldo who is obviously the the better player I think we can agree on a a technical level is the better player (laughs) Um, but he's playing on snooker tables all the time Mm. in a game where serious hard tackling the likes of which happened in the 60s and 70s Mm. is pretty much verboten now one thing I did want that's why I put Ronaldo breaking out records I I wanted to hear obviously we only spent a bit of time with you but you feel like a bit of a a, a purist (laughs) and so what are your thoughts on Ronaldo? I think he is everything that a human being can do to himself. Uh, he is, like, if, if he was a computer game and you're building up your star ratings, buying your upgrades, yeah. he is everything that a human can be. The, the size of him, the speed of it's him. optimal. The technique he is, he is an optimised human. Um, whereas with Messi, it's always been like, if the papers tomorrow said he was an alien and he'd just been like having a bit of a holiday on Earth... And uh, it got the size dimensions of a human wrong, yeah. so you had to like work that out with cow hormones and stuff. You'd be like, you you would still be a bit surprised, but you'd also be like, no, that actually makes sense because there's something a bit otherworldly about him. But Ronaldo's very very human, but the the ultimate product of what you can do to yourself with hard work. Yeah, but he had all the. I, I feel the opposite a little bit. Okay. I feel like Ronaldo is kind of bit alienish. He's kind of like he, he feels robotic. But what, the raw materials he was working with. The, Messi's and Ronaldo's is very different. You know, yeah. His frame is correct for a, a brilliant footballer. You know, he, he is, whereas he, he is everything you'd expect from an, a prime athlete. Whereas Messi is a bit weird. He does look a bit odd. He's a bit short. A bit like, like and then and, uh, and then you look at Grincha, who you know, I think he had polio when he was yeah. a kid. Um, should never have been able to do what he did, but in spite of all of it, he he, he managed to rise to the top of his game. And that's why I kind of love Messi more, is because he isn't attractive. Do you know what I find interesting as well? Is I this what I kind of this is why I frame this question this way because I wanted to see if the Messi thing came out straight away. They cannot <laughs> escape each other. They cannot escape each other, and for the rest of their lives, they can literally. It's like Larry Bird and um, Magic Johnson. There's, there's those that kind of go through that define a sort of generation of they football. Should be they about. cannot keep away from each other. Um, it's, it's mad. Blessed are we to be born in a generation where we've got both of them. Um, yeah. They are outstanding. I can't wait for them to go, though. Yeah. Like, just for that to end and mm. to, to have something else to discuss. Go on. As, as you may have discovered, if you talk about them anywhere, you like the comments box will just fill up. Whichever one you praise, it will kick back the other way. Yeah. And it's like, for God's sake, they're both brilliant. Mm. I like them both. And they do have some fierce, fierce fanboys mm. online. I they mean, do. I like stoking them a little bit, but not too much, because they're... I don't really remember Changes. that in the past. I, I don't think there was like hardcore Bruce Grobelar fans and hardcore Neville Southall fans. <laughs> yeah, like true. going toe to toe and well, what Grobelar's tash practice? is better. No, Southall's <laughs> better. Yeah, does he pay his taxes though? Careful. Let's let's move on to seasons learnings. Okay, now. I've got a few here which we can chat about but if any crop up for, through the rest of the show then, then let us know and also if you've got any seasons learnings from this season let us know in the comments below uh, because it's always it's good to read um, my first one in the Premier League dynasties are dead to win the league Ooh. or is it to win the league back to back I feel like that's going to be so so tough for, for teams to do over the next five, six years. I think you're right, but I don't think we've seen a team who's actually done it properly. They all seem to be living hand-to-mouth at the moment, not really planning, making big summer splurges, trying to get little spikes here and there. No-one's actually settled into into a rhythm yet, um, with the exception of 
obviously Arsenal with, with Arsene Wenger, are all, all the managers are relatively new. They haven't had time to bed down and build one. Mm. And whether or not they'll get to Even that rhythm, then, it's not... It's not a joyous rhythm. Well, I mean, there was a time where you would have a Donald football club. Fourth, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it should be a rhythm from which they can build. You know, um, you can't build from a rhythm. I know that was making sense. <laughs> somehow it did. A foundation. <laughs> I know. It should be that rhythm. Should forget it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But you know, what I'm saying is, um, there there used to be a time in, in in English football where you would have a dominant force. But now, I think the income is so. I used to think that money going into football was over, over overall quite a negative thing. But now, I actually think it's making the game a lot fairer because there's a lot of teams that have a lot of money who can spend their way into success whereas they otherwise couldn't when, when you were reliant completely on your club and how certainly in the Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah exactly That's what, sorry yeah I'm talking about that competition uh, winning the Premier League mm. um, so you know you had Man United you had Liverpool before you had Arsenal had their period but now there's you can't all clubs in the tops of six or seven teams could could mount a title challenge, and isn't that what we want? Yeah, do you know what? even those even those teams after like Stoke could have three amazing transfer windows where they get a guy that all the other Premier League teams weren't too bothered about, and Juventus wanted him, but they've got the wages on them, so yeah. they go and get them. I yeah. think it's something like Mbula they did that with yeah. other teams wanted him, but they those mid table teams got so much money. Quite worked out that one. No, it hasn't. Fortunately. I like his name though I like saying it Mbula a great start to his for him <laughs> he did mm. uh, so you could do that and do I think a, a, doing a Leicester is, is a f- far more possible thing than it pr- probably was 10 years ago at least I do feel like it's they, the top clubs are kind of there's a bit of a bottleneck there where they're the kind of there's a lot of them now and mm. you know Everton are only going to get better even the even the teams that I say struggled but Man City are going to get better United are going to get better it's yeah. It's so tough to, to win two on the bounce. Yeah, and the, the problem is, ten years ago, the, the gap is so pronounced that it's very easy to balance Champions League games with, with league games. You get one of the weaker teams in the Premier League to play the second team. Bring in David fine. May. Yeah. He's still dominant. <laughs> you, you just can't get away with that now. There's too many teams. Say Everton next season, probably got 150 million quid to spend. They're going to be right up there, um, yeah. landing punches. And so not being in Europe suddenly becomes far more of a benefit than it used to massively and do you know and also the, the teams down the bottom are so organised like you talk about yeah. Middlesbrough there like, they're so difficult to break down now that that makes a draw for a Burnley at Old Trafford or you know Liverpool struggled as well against the, the smaller sides or lesser sides whatever you want to call them that makes it more interesting I guess as well and mm. harder to get those get those points I mean the fact that Chelsea might get was it 30 wins out of the 38 this season is it's just incredible um, second learning of the season banners don't work <laughs> they really don't do they because they're going to probably finish they might finish fourth sorry they might still get that fourth but even if they don't hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, and even if they don't win the FA Cup final, he's not going anywhere, is he? He's not going. Doesn't feel that way. It would be so... I can't get my head around the idea of 
him going, well, no, I think I am going to go, actually. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I don't really need the hassle. I, I was in two minds, then I looked <laughs> yeah. up and I saw an aeroplane, yeah. and that's pretty much swung me. If I was him... I then I saw another aeroplane. If I was him and I looked up at the aeroplane, I'd go, do you know what, I was going to go, but now I'm staying. Yeah. If you can go to that length when... when you, if you can go to that length, so I was going to say something else then, but it, you... You deserve to not have the football club that you you want, I think. Is it sad that um, that banners don't work? That a protest, (laughs) like, that doesn't seem to make a difference? No, there's a pro, it's like, get a bed sheet, you know, 6.99 a pound stretcher, Mm. and then paint your message on there. They're spending a thousand pounds on an aeroplane. But there are football clubs all over the country, like on the brink of going out of business, and you've got fans chucking a thousand quid at aeroplanes. But my point is that, do you, on a serious note, do teams, do fans need to be find a smarter way of organising if they want to actually make? Yeah, when there's something to actually worth yeah. organising about, and don't turn up. I mean, Arsenal fans did that the other night. Um, um, look, yes, fans, fans being organised is, is, is crucial. You know, we have to be organised because there's things in our game that aren't right. I think overall the game is getting better but there's still plenty of things that we could be protesting against and if you're going to get organised it should be for the betterment of the game not mm. because you just think well we're a bit bored of finishing fourth we'd like to finish third second or win it maybe you're like I can't I, I understand they want change I understand that they, they've been in a, in a period of stasis seamlessly for seemingly for, for, for the last 13 years but I can't get past the point where you're just like look at Leighton Ryan. yeah you know they, those have got people things to worry about. The, the voice is just, it's got to be more pronounced and more collective. You look at German teams who just don't turn up or do turn up and walk out <coughs> after five minutes, mm. um, who gather in the concourse and don't come in until after ten minutes. Mm. Um, that kind of thing, that makes a difference. Planes are just easy to laugh at. Yeah. But they pro- they, they, the protest, the things they do protest in Germany generally are about things wider than their football club unless something terrible is happening yeah and they're very very good at um, showing solidarity for other groups of fans which never happens or hardly ever happens in England yeah I I remember when Arsenal were charging Man City fans 64 quid a ticket um, and there was like it was all kicking off on social media with Arsenal fans going well you know they can afford it they've got all that Sheikh Mansur money so that's, that's not, not, that's not theirs. Yeah. He's not giving it to the fans. They didn't all get pay rises. Mm. Never go looking for football opinion on Twitter. Yes, that's ever. True. Especially not when I'm on there. I guess you're right. Yeah. In terms of the, to get to make a change in something, you're right. You, it does need to be a collective. And so, if it is based on the results of something, that is something that's very subjective and can change any second so you're going to struggle to get that collective to make something happen but it can happen as frustrating as it is for those Arsenal fans who do want him out and are so sick and tired of yeah I mean I'm thinking more serious elements but you know you look at the work Football Supporters Federation's done with their 20s Plenty campaign which has actually finally come through everyone thought they were mad when they started that but working with groups like the Football Supporters Federation you can actually get stuff done Mm, definitely true and uh, the last one I've got is um, Tony Pulis is a 40 point merchant so they've got 5 points in their last 11 games since they reached the 40 point mark and I know, knowing, having a good friend who's a Stoke fan, he is renowned. He will get you there. <laughs> he, he will, does, his, does exactly what he says on the tin. He will get you to that 40 point mark. Yeah. But, and I've always, again, I always want to give people kind of opportunity. And so I, I, in the past, I've kind of said, you know, Pulis could do a job at these bigger teams if you give him the opportunity. A bit like I was saying. And about the internal one. patience of all the support. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Thing, the counter to that is that there was one season with Pulis at Stoke where they were actually like a really decent football team. 2010, 2011. Yeah. Two old-fashioned wingers. Pennant and Everton. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were a decent football team. And I think he's always striving to get there. Um, and they, they obviously went too far over the other side and then he pulled it all tight again at Stoke and it just went horrible yeah. um, but he's never really had that much time again at Palace um, he was only there for two thirds of a season um, now at West Brom he's just getting to the point where you think okay it's time so to it's step it up yeah. another gear but you know you say 40 point merchant it's a big market for people who can get you 40 points it's a, it's a, it's a that's, cracking that's, niche he's got there, it's worth yeah. 100 million pound in revenues so. Watford will need one <laughs> they've got to find one yeah he does love a grumble about the transfer funds as well 
And so, it, you know, if West Brom were ever to maybe give him that, yeah, then well, you can see, then you wait and see, and you can create that team. They have a wealthy Chinese owner now who's. Um, very sensibly come in and not done anything yeah. which I think is very very rare from new owners um, he's just come in and watched and waited and see, seen how it's all going mm. and so yeah if he chucks you know 70-80 million quid at Tony Pulis um, yeah. which I think he'd be quite pleased about because well, he has made some really astute buys he like does. Johnny Evans Fletcher's been great for them um, Chadley yeah. Rondon's good players coming through now Scott Field uh, uh, Lecco up front looks mm. looks quite decent as well. So, yeah, there, there is I think a second age of Pulis always always somewhere on the horizon. Sounds like a book. Yeah, I think you I'll could write that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those are mine. Is there anything that you've learned? You feel like you've learned this year? Yeah, you don't need to win away from home. Burnley have proved that. All right, it got a little tighter than we would have liked it towards the end. Yeah, I, that home record. I've learned you do need to win away from home. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't win the Premier League. That's true. As yeah. good as our home form was, it, uh, it was our away form that, that ultimately is to blame for us not winning the league. Starting quickly is a thing for Tottenham. And yeah. Second season of a slow start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a life lesson for me as well, isn't it? Starting quickly and ending quickly is. Uh, well, that shame. works for you. It's right? a shame. Oh, that's a shame. All right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> right. End of season awards. Again, I've got four. Okay. Um, I had three in the last one. Four. Doesn't matter. Stop talking. Leave him alone. <laughs> the leave him alone award. <laughs> right. The nominees are Guardiola, mm. Wenger, Moyes, and Mark Hughes. I'm going to let you guys. You can choose who you feel should towards, win the Leave Him Alone award. I'll lean towards the first two. Arsene Wenger because he's. Just really nice. It's just I know you probably won't agree. I know I, I agree I with your your choice. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Not because he's really nice. He's not. He's odious. But he's um, he's uh, he, he he has gone through a lot Ian, uh, this season, and he's, he's given so much to Arsenal. He's trying. Can you explain to because there'll be some people there what Arsenal were before Wenger took him took them over? Arsenal Arsenal were in serious danger of just becoming another sort of mid table London club with a bit of a history, you know, the good spell at the end of the eighties and the very good spell at the beginning of the seventies and of course Herbert Chapman times. Yeah, they had that history, but they were they were mid table. They were stoke in London. Yeah. <laughs> that, that no, they were. They, they 100% were. were. There they was they, not yeah. too much after George Graham had They had a George Graham hangover. There was not too much to separate him from Chelsea and QPR yeah, and sure. Tottenham. So, they so were... Tell me the difference between George Graham and Pulis. <laughs> there wasn't a great deal. It was pump it long to... Yeah, pump it long to Alan Smith. You were flick it onto Ian right? I do remember... I, I might be completely wrong with the stat, but I swear it was like 94, 93, 94, something like that. Ian Wright scored 29 of their 36 goals or something yeah, like that. I didn't was, know that. It's something like that. They used to win one outrageous. every game. All the time. Every single game. Um... Yeah, but you know, and he come into that club, and to change the entire fabric and, and, and believe it, and people think of Arsenal now as free flowing football. Yeah, but that isn't what they were that for ninety percent of the, their existence. Right. Do you know I always find weird about George Graham as well is that he, he was an attacking midfielder. He was a he was a flair <laughs> player. He? he was a flair. He was a he was a he was a, a Delta act. He who was known for not working hard. And <laughs> they called him Stroller. <laughs> they became the most bizarre manager. Yeah. Who just like hated attacking. But yeah. I remember my, like my dad's mates would say, like, you either love Arsenal or you hate them because nobody just quite likes them. Yeah. They're so boring and they're so overcautious. Nobody just likes Arsenal. And Wenger, as you say, turned that around. They, became, likeable, they yeah. became quite quite favourable for it, the neutral. He mm. gave you that air of superiority that you have, Arsenal fans. <laughs> he, he's directly responsible for it. Everything you think you deserve, you owe to him. Okay. I, I should stress as well, I still think <laughs> that his time has probably elapsed. I thought his time had probably elapsed about two or three years ago, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just, I don't like the way it's being done. It's, it's all a bit snide. Um, to go back to Guardiola, though, mm. it's his first season. His first mind. season <laughs> in a brand new club. It was obvious, not quite as obvious as we realised at the time, but there's a huge transition period at that club they need to overhaul everything they're also trying to bring in what they memorably referred to as their holistic style bringing in the uh, the academy graduates right. and everything it's going to take time he's There's just so he was so magical wasn't he he came yeah. in and you were like wow Guardiola teach us no teach I, us I say get him more <laughs> you want get him more get I think more. You know, out of those two out of Wenger and Guardiola leave Wenger alone because he's dealt with it much much more calmly than, than 
than Guardiola. I love what he said the other day. He said um, when he was asked about, you know, looks like you're going to finish fifth. He, he said, oh, I don't understand why this is a problem. I've been told for the last ten years that finishing fourth is nothing to be proud of. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, of the other two, I I would say David Moyes, give him the leave alone award because he's had enough. No, Poor bloke, no, mate. Give no. him a break. No way. Just leave him alone. Leave if you want a break. If you want a break, <laughs> go away. You know that Simpson. Have you ever watched that Simpsons where it's like it's the um, the crusty burglar? Have you ever seen that one? He's like, and it's a joke. He's like a mascot for this new opening of this crusty burger, and he's the yeah. mascot. And he's running away, and then someone's just Stop this crusty, yeah, and he's, he's just beating him up. Dead. Exactly, that's what it's like with David Moyes. He's like, he's already dead. <laughs> Leave him alone. No way, no way. He does everything to himself. He could have. He done the direct. <laughs> Seriously, he could have. He could have. He literally could have saved himself. I mean, he knew that he, he, he wasn't up to the job. Oh, what do you mean, just quit on football? Yes! Quit on football! Because I'm sick of him, James! No, the I'm sick of him turning up and being shit at every club he goes to. He is shit. It's time for Moyes to go. James, I'm I know, not yeah. having it. No, but I get that. But you don't just go, alright, guys, yeah, um, I've decided to call it a day. Press conference. I've decided to call it a day. I'm just shit. <laughs> yeah! No one does that. No, no, no one, leave, no one, leave, one does I'm just going to go live in a, a, Some, a, a, a room and do crosswords. Some people and have the humility and dignity to walk away when they know they're not up to the job. But Name one. Sunderland Name fans, one. Sunderland fans have to go for an entire season of watching horrible, turgid football, destroying Defoe's uh, end of his career. Um what? He's essentially destroyed the end he's of his career. Done, what? He's, he's single handedly had to pull Sunday, make up for every mistake that Moyes has made. Now it's time for you to go away, Moyes. We don't want it anymore, do we, lads? Name, name Ian, one yeah. person. Am I, harsh? <laughs> Am I being harsh? Am I being harsh? A little, yeah. Right. But I mean, I can't okay, argue. I, I can't argue key points. He's <laughs> he's not done very well. He didn't do very well at Sociedad. I, I'm not. He didn't, didn't do very well at Manchester United, and he did okay at like, Everton. I know. I, I agree with all of that. But just leave him alone. Like he's. he's I, I can't look I at him. I think. And, like, has he resigned? Like, not yet. He hasn't resigned yet. <laughs> Have some give, give it an hour when this comes out. Yeah. I think, like like a wheezing Darth Vader, there is still good in him somewhere. This is still the player <laughs> who took like the gamble on Tim Cahill for a million quid that no one else would take. Still the man who who took uh, Seamus Coleman for what hundred grand? I think it was sixty grand. It was incredible. Wow. And a bag of footballs or yeah. something. Mm. Um, he's got an eye for a player. Yeah. We know that. I don't think he can rebuild the class. All the other bits. It's just this season, I haven't seen any evidence of that David Moyes. In fact, to return to the newspaper headline theme, if it emerged that David Moyes had been kidnapped shortly before taking over at Manchester United and tied to a radiator in a basement in Merseyside, and like his evil twin brother with no knowledge of football had taken over, yeah. I, again, I would be a little bit surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I would also accept that as a plausible yeah. truth. Yeah. That would again be a great book. You should try yeah. Are you taking a note of these? you got the Pulis one. And the, the, the Turn them out, man. So, OK, go on, you guys decide. Who's the winner out of those four? Guardiola, Wenger, Moyes. I'll, I'll go for Guardiola. Give him time. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not going to give the award out to anyone. They all deserve more. Uh, Wenger. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's know your, who you think should win these. We've got four. Sensible team of the year award. Uh, sexy title there. Watford, Stoke, West Brom, and Burnley all in the mix <laughs> on this sensible team of the year award. They had a sensible season. Got on there. Got to be West Brom, wasn't it? Got to be West Brom. Safety secured very, very yeah. early. Never in any doubt. The only, the only uh, flair player they, they really bought was Chad Lee, who's actually quite good at tracking back. <laughs> quite pragmatic forward. Yeah. He didn't really spend that much apart from Chadley. Yeah, Julius was quite angry at the end of August because mm. he felt the players that had been bought weren't of the, the required quality, which which I think broke um what's his name's heart? The double barreled surname who played for Wales and scored the amazing goal. Robson Canoe. Rob, how Robson Carnu. You know, you can imagine he it just walked through the door like ten minutes earlier. So no, it's not been good transfer. Or maybe I'll show him. Yeah. Yeah, the first one. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right, West Brom. Eleven games to go and they were safe. That's fine. Job yeah. Really got a point since. Yeah. I think that's a good, good shout. West Brom wins, says we'll team in the year award. Never stood a chance award. The nominees, I've only got three actually. Mike Phelan, Bob Bradley, or Walter Mazzari. Oh. Sort of Mike Phelan, but then Marco Silva comes in and shows that maybe there was a chance with a completely different style of management. Mm. Um but Bob Bradley mainly, because he mainly <laughs> <laughs> it was he was so intrinsically linked to the American owners who were so unpopular at such an early stage 
that just as soon as he opened his mouth and started talking, he was in a bit of trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, if, it had been, if it had been, say, Ryan Giggs who'd started off like that, I think there would have been a little bit more time granted to him to, you know, a kind of, well, he's just settling in. But Swansea was such a troubled club already, uh, and hiring an American, it's not necessarily it's Bob so, Bradley's It's just fault. an unfair disadvantage. Yeah. Being American, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, he never stood a chance there, because he was American. Well, it's, it's less of the the nationality per se, and the fact that it was the same nationality as the hated owners. Oh, I don't so know. His, I'm his thinking, status yeah, was compromised. His status was compromised right from the start. The, Not being very good at it also didn't help. But he's the the problem is when you listen to Bob Bradley talk, he's 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 very impressive. Yeah, he does talk about football and he does understand the sport. And just because he's American, the kind of stereotypical borderline kind of xenophobic attitude that he can't do it in England because he is American isn't helpful but he he can't do it in England he, he proved it he wasn't good enough he wasn't I think those little things actually do make a big but difference but it, it isn't because he's American it's not because, yeah, it's because exactly. he's Bob Bradley yeah it's because yeah. it's because the nationality was the same as the owners mm. that compromised him I think it's the equivalent of obviously I don't know this for completely but there's the same talk about kind of like a, you know when Gary never went over to Spain that their English managers are kind of seen as being a little bit of a, a, a joke. Yes, I mean, so they are unfortunately, well, <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> so unfortunately, if he had that same stigma. And, and again, he's compromised right from the start because he's come in because of the chairman. He's the chairman's mate. Yeah, and so the and players, it, the it? players aren't stupid. They know why he's got the job, and your authority's gone from, straight from the start. Mm. And, and the last one, there are no nominations because it's, there's a clear winner for this. Uh, the Invisible Manager of the Year Award, which goes to Walter Mazzari. I, I, I had to Google his name again. <laughs> and I know, it's, I know it's a W and an M, and yeah. I've got Matarazzi in my head. Yeah. And, like, you never saw him. Because like, you, you, he was at the end of match of the day. You might have stopped by then. Always. Uh, and then, even when he was, you never heard his voice because it was the translator's... He just kind of went under the radar the whole, weird, the whole season, weird, yeah. and now he's gone. What was it before before he came to Watford? Forgive my ignorance. Uh, Napoli. He was a man behind that great Napoli side with oh. uh, three at the back. When three at the back was all vogue and oh. continental, and then uh, not so much at uh, Inter. Wasn't it? <laughs> Again, <laughs> sorry, but do, do you know what, the thing is? The problem is, you go. I'm going to learn a bit about this guy. Oh, he's not going to be here in like, <laughs> no six point. months. What am I wasting my time? Oh, this ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's get back to football manager. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my end of season awards. I don't, have you got any? No, it's on the spot. Don't worry if you haven't. No, they, they were they were considerable. They were fine. Yeah, I think that covered it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was all the bases covered. Yeah. Uh, let's know if you've got any uh, end of season awards you'd like to share with us. Uh, let's know in the comments below. Right, soldiers lost in battle time. Oh, lovely. And we've got soldiers lost in battle chapter two at the end of this. Uh, stick around. <laughs> Uh, Flav, as I get this ready, can you explain mm. it one more time for the last ever? Yes. Well, for now. So th- this is a moment in the show that we take to to remember those who were in the unenviable and unfortunate position to miss a game of football for reasons that they wouldn't have liked. Oh, it gets me. Multi Robo Ghost. When I was 10, I missed the African Cup of Nations final, where my country, Egypt, won their seventh title. Because I overslept that day. <laughs> Come on, Ian. Sorry. <laughs> this is amazing. Isn't it? Benjamin Smith. I once dated a girl who looked like Bruce Forsyth, because her brother would often have spares for Tottenham games. After two years, our friendship blossomed with the brother. And the fruits of my labour was a ticket to my first North London derby. Naturally, I broke up with my with his sister as soon as I heard, on account of her looking like Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> however, soon after he, it, however, soon after he inexplicably withdrew the offer. Our friendship was a parody. <laughs> I've not been able to get tickets to the North London derby since, and now I live in Australia. I snapped my banjo string with her. And I'm not saying the last line because it's rude. (laughs) Andrew Daly. Running around the house as a kid, excited, waiting to go to a cup match. I smacked my foot on a doorframe, broke my toe and had to go to hospital. We lost 2-1 to fucking Barnsley. (laughs) Sidhoff Potula. 
I miss Liverpool's League Cup final a few years back. My girlfriend took me to meet her parents. I thought it would be simple. Sit down, talk to them for an hour or so, and then head to the game. It turned out I left such a positive impression on them that her parents wanted to take us all out for a meal and my girlfriend forced me into complying. I tried my best. Forgive me, footballing gods. But for fuck's sake, we won that one. Our first trophy in six years. Should have just been rude and got the hell out of there. Any news on his banjo string? Yeah. Um, that's a different person. But, okay. Yeah, I, I imagine it's... No, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a theme. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. Yeah, his banjo is fine. Fortunately. Thank God. <laughs> this, we've still got two left so I'm going to have to rewind it back again <laughs> ok hang on so last two Dan Mallon my mate missed Newcastle in the championship the other week because his girlfriend was hung over what truly awful what's that guy's name I don't know what the guy's name but the friend's Dan Mallon that is out as well and finally Football fan 1233. Dad sent me to bed before the Chelsea versus Barcelona 2005 Champions League quarterfinal. Oh. Chelsea scored three in 15 minutes and knocked out the best team in the world 4 2, while I lay in bed awake, fuming I wasn't watching. I still haven't forgiven him. Yeah, that's a surprise. There's a theme here, isn't there? Mean dads. Yeah, yeah. well, perfect. Perfect link, Flav. Thank you for that. Soldiers Lost in Battle, Chapter 2. So, sorry, first of all. That's tough to read. I hope you're all okay. Yeah. Um, hang in there. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. And, yeah, get your banjo checked out. God, Godspeed, sweet princess. <laughs> nice. Always in here. And so... Let's cut that. So, Soldiers Lost in Battle, Chapter 2. Yeah. Now, last week, you would have missed this, but um, there was a Ryan W. Cockrell who missed the penalty shootout of the 2005 Champions League final mm. in Istanbul because he was he got too carried away as a, a young kid I think he was nine proper emotional and his dad sent him to bed what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so he saw the comeback but he missed the penalties his dad? <laughs> no hang on like what did he do? So unless he set fire to the living room uh, he was having an emotional breakdown so, I mean Flav you, everyone was <laughs> yeah so uh, we kind of said we need to know more about this. Yeah. Um, so Ryan did let us know in the comments. Thank you, Ryan, for this. So just to clarify, he said, I was completely mental. <laughs> <laughs> I was properly losing my shit. <laughs> I'd lived the highs and lows of being a Liverpool fan. I was nine. So it was, <laughs> so it was not fun at all. I was gutted at half-time and then mental after the comeback. <laughs> when Dudek made, Dudek made the save, I completely lost my head. You know the save of Shevchenko? Yeah. He just kind of went like that. <laughs> flicked over somehow. Um, when Dudek made the save, I completely lost my head. So my dad made the executive decision. <laughs> I imagine I was probably doing my dad's fucking nothing. Either way, happy ending. Cheers for reading my comment. I really That's appreciate it. That's not a happy ending. But do you know what? I can, I can imagine it. Yeah, just get out of my sight. Because yeah. he's he the dad. He's just a young boy as well inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going through the mill here. He's struggling with watching. You know, perhaps watch the greatest comeback in the history of football. And we still haven't won it yet. Still haven't won it yet. And to your bed. We've got a penalty shootout, and you've got this nine-year-old, probably a little brat. Sorry, mate. You probably were. Well, no, he's kind of saying crazy. that himself. Yeah, going crazy. I reckon his dad was right. I, I retract. Your dad did a good job. Get out of my sight. We're just, you know, I'm about to watch Liverpool win. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I could. I would have had the heart to do it to my kid. I probably, I don't know. You'd you have to find a way to sedate them. I'm sure there are ways. Mainly, um, yeah. Let's not go down that road. Yeah, I did the opposite with my daughter uh, a couple of years ago. She's um, uh, how will you work her up? Well, sort of. Yeah. Well, she's she's almost six now, and she said, "Daddy." I want to be a Chelsea supporter. Whoa. So I was like, you know when you catch a, a kid smoking... Craig smiling. On the ones that... T- you know, when you catch a kid smoking, you're like, right, you're going to smoke all of them right now. <laughs> I said, right, Chelsea are playing tonight and you're staying up and watching it and you're not going to bed. So I sat her down in front of Chelsea. It was a European game. It was really, really boring. About half time, she was That's like, Daddy, I don't, I don't like Chelsea anymore. Can I go to bed? I was like, no. No, you are staying up <laughs> yeah. for the whole lot. Like, 70 minutes, she fell asleep. Like, she never just falls asleep. She just fell asleep like that. I was like, no, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> it's not over yet. You want to be a Chelsea fan? That's what being a Chelsea fan is about. This is it. 
<laughs> no one likes like seeing the football's though, crap. Yeah. Did you kind of watch? You watch the first fifteen minutes and go, yeah, this is going to be really boring. You just stick around, or was it? Because that is a gamble. Oh yeah, yeah. Was they like, 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 it's unbelievable, like Samba like football. Yeah. yeah, but it was like it was burning the plague out of victim zero. <laughs> uh, now, now she just doesn't actually like football at all. So I feel like I probably went too far. But, yeah, but there's no outbreak. You know, it's um, which one do you take? It really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an absolute tightrope. Uh, so yeah, do you want? I love reading them. So if you have a soldier lost in battle or you know of one... Send them in. Please send them in because it just makes my day reading them and they are, they are so funny. That Bruce Plus, plus there will be other... You know, we can build up a back catalogue for True. next season or, or stuff we're going to be doing in the summer. You know, we're not going away because it's the end of the season. We'll be doing bits and pieces. True. Yeah, maybe you can take it on the, on the other podcast if, if we get enough. Um, with Matty. Your call is your podcast. Yeah. Right, two for the weekend. Last thing that we're going to do... Uh, You've been uh, getting your questions in, so these last two that we le- end the show on. So first one, Louis at Welch uh, underscore Louis. So also, sorry, just to say, if you don't follow us on Twitter at Longball Street, go and follow that that Twitter, and then you can get involved in future podcasts. You're part of a niche audience if you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, which of which out of the three relegated clubs, Hull, Middlesbrough, and Sunderland, have the best chance of bouncing back up straight away? Um, Hull have got no chance. Sunderland have got some chance if they just stop being stupid of coming back in about five years. But Middlesbrough, a fairly sensibly run club, a good youth academy, good structure. If they get a good manager in, yeah, they could bounce back. Mm. I think they've got some players there that might stick around as well. Yeah, we've got Ben and Gibson. And too good for the championship. Yeah, Ben Gibson's uncle is the owner. Uh, George Friend, who I think has been terrific. He's 29, so maybe he won't get the... The move that his, his displays that? deserve. Do you think? Do you think Steve Gibson, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think he just like proper guilt trip on Ben Gibson <laughs> to give him the bag? <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. You can't. Well, you can't. Well, 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 um, Hull we won't see again mm. in the Premier League I doubt not for a very long time uh, Borough with Agnew uh, is, they'll get someone else there yeah, yeah. That, is a, that is an appetising job for a lot of managers yeah and Sunderland I'm, I think Moyes actually I reverse I think Moyes should stay <laughs> and then Sunderland we never see again oh, wow. okay. but, but Moyes if he has, does have stay he has to go down all the way with them <laughs> Yeah, make your choice now. Yeah, it's a borough. And the last question, uh, Nico at AFC W Nico. Are Premier League clubs closing the gap on Europe's elite? Is having a big transfer budget enough if, for example, the best players tend not to come? No. Big question there to finish on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, I can't see it at the moment. I mean, the Champions League is the only barometer we've got, and it's not exactly working out there. I agree. Yeah. So, no. I know, I am interested, not in a way that I want them to do well, but purely curiosity is how well Conte will do I think his style is perfectly suited to cup competition I think if they with more money there Chelsea have a really good chance next year in the Champions League some people we did a social club earlier in the week and they're kind of saying that they needed a, still needed quite a few players I really feel they've got massive depth Chelsea Chelsea yeah, yeah. I think well, so. I mean, there's 37 <laughs> players out on loan this season, I think. Um, oh, so oh, yeah. maybe, maybe bringing a few of them to the first <laughs> 381 <laughs> players out on loan. Yeah. Um, maybe bringing a few of them into the squad would be a nice idea rather than just sending them off to Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think they need three or four extra names. Remember, they didn't really have any serious injuries. That's true. No, they, need, games, they, need, they need names, but they, even still at this time, they have a better squad than most Premier League teams. Fast, they have the best squad, I think. Okay, so that's it. Um, All right. That's it, yeah. That's a shame. Final, you know, final one for the weekend. One, yeah, final one for the weekend. Final... Um, Fixtures um, and putting our bets in and making our choices. Is there any upsets? Give us an upset for this final. final if I had to really go out on one of them, I would say Middlesbrough to sneak a point against Liverpool. Nice shout. I'm gonna yeah. I might give Hull a draw because mm. they're good at home, aren't they? I'm gonna say Sunderland. <gasps> <gasps> After all of that, <laughs> <laughs> better yeah. kidding me. Dave Moyes, he's gonna get. He's, they're Chelsea. They're playing Chelsea away, right? Yeah. This is where he arrives. He's going to go, all that was a joke. This that, is the real test. Wow. That is the longest of long shots. Yeah, that's like the goal is on the moon. Walk, walk and away with the reddies, aren't I? Wow. Oh, there, are, there is money on this, right? 
Um, I, I, no, I, will go, I will gleefully take money. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. do you want to put that on? Yeah. Do it after. Sure. Uh, if you want to get involved, the beater app is available now on uh, Fan League. The link is in the description, so it takes on. And let us know your predictions in the comments below. We'll copy and paste the fixtures that we're taking on the 13, and you can do that as well. That is going to be the end of the season. So the final thing, I'd, I'd, is there any advice that you can give football fans who are going to get to the 3rd of June, Champions yeah. League final is going to be over, then what? What advice do you give them? There's a Confederations Cup. Uh, there's England and the under 17 final on Friday. Um, and then have a break. Just just have some time yeah, off. Enjoy play the football break. manager. I would say don't even watch those. Mm. <laughs> don't bother with Just that. cleanse the I mean, under 17 football is pony. <laughs> is yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good for 17 year olds. Just say we haven't got the strength in their legs to keep them up. I mean, to a certain extent. Go and find some men or women mm. so, you know, Express yourself physically You know the sun's going to be shining Get a frisbee Go you know, have, have, have a picnic God. Well, Have a picnic Turn off YouTube Go on right now well, uh, Watch a few more Ball Street videos yeah, Subscribe <laughs> Subscribe to the Long Ball Street And Ball Street's main accounts Yeah Follow Ian on Twitter. That's yeah. at Ian McIntosh. Um, and, and then after you've done all that, go and have a picnic. Yeah. Have a Scotch picnic. eggs, yeah. man. Scotch yeah. eggs are so yeah. underrated. Uh, right, that is it. Yeah, I don't need to do all the admin. Flav's just done it there. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it and you do want it to come back next uh, season, let us know why in the comments below as well. And that's it. Ian, thank well, you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's thank good fun, you, isn't it? It's good fun. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, thank you, Ian. Thank you, mate. Well done, James. Cheers, mate. Congratulations yeah. right. on a good show. Let's go have lunch. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.